At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This is hour number three of Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe hanging out here at the VSIN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. James Salinas out in Colorado. James, we got hung up with all the open championship hoopla, but let's turn our attention back to the gridiron, the Miami Dolphins. We were discussing them in the segment a couple segments ago, I should say there. I forgot even when we were talking about it because of all the Cameron Smith hype. But this Miami Dolphins team, we talked about the ceiling being a little bit higher than New England, but maybe the floor is a little bit lower as well based off of Tua Tungavailoa. Um, is Tua, do you think, and we touched on it earlier, but for the folks who are just tuning in now here at the top of the hour, do you think that he is capable of making that kind of leap to becoming a good quarterback? Because I think that, Injuries have hurt him. Offensive line has hurt him as well. Now the Dolphins have tried their best to remove any of those types of excuses. What can Tua do in 2022, and what does that mean for the Dolphins this year? The Dolphins sure put a lot of tools around them to be successful, right? When you bring in Tyreek Hill, you have Wilson as well to run the slot. Waddle, even though he, he he's Waddle's got a lot of speed too, so you have to account for that. Although I don't think he's really gonna he's not gonna be the deep threat that Tyreek Hill is going to be, mm-hmm. I suspect, within this offense. But you know, that's gonna be the change in and the, anytime you have the coaching staff, and that's probably where I gotta start here is is looking at Mike McDaniels and are we going to see, and you have to, we're just speculating again. We we won't know until we actually see these games play out, but most likely suspecting just based on the influence of where he came from, in particular with with Shanahan and, and that outside zone rushing scheme, that that's got to be what's featured here and, and then set up a, a number of opportunities for Tua to be able to give him a cleaner line of sight. And be able to see the 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 speed down the field, and they got plenty of speed. Gasecki's another a tight end; he's got some speed at the tight end position as well. So I think for Tua, yeah, the the health for one that was the key. Obviously, coming out of college with his hip and the question marks when he was going to be finally healthy, was he even healthy as he was starting to to take the field for the Miami Dolphins? Mm-hmm. This is the year, right? But I think it's going to take some time. You can't just expect and say, "All right, well, now there's so many moving parts." Not only bringing in all the new talent that they did offensively, but as well as bolster the offensive line a bit. It's still not a, a it's still an average offensive. The left side's been bolstered and you have some stability at the center position. I'm concerned about the right side of that line. We'll see how that plays out as the season goes. But 
you know, the, the, for Mike McDaniels coming over as the head coach, you know, you're not coming into a situation where, all right, they needed a new, they needed a new voice. And I think about Denver here and Vic Fangio and as great a defensive coordinator as he is and a tremendous mind for the game on that side of the football was not suited to be a leader in that locker room and as the franchise, as far as communication styles, all those kind of things just never really fit him. Multiple generation disconnect for somebody like Fangio and these young players that are now playing in the National Football League. Mike McDaniels, young guy. I think that won't be an issue when it comes Mm -hmm. to communication styles. But what about that communication when guys are getting put on the depth chart, when guys are getting cut or guys are being questioned about uh, their availability based on their injuries? That remains to be seen. That's the leadership position where you have to make the hard decisions. How do those conversations go in that communication style that you had when it was all good and the the all the optimism going into training camp and and looking forward for the start of the season plus the fact Femi of all the things that were swirling around this franchise with the departure of Brian Flores and the lawsuit against the the Dolphins and the ownership and the NFL for that matter there's a lot of things swirling off that are out of Mike McDaniel's control but those are questions that he's going to be asked and shoes that he's going to have to fit into as the leader of that franchise that makes it difficult those are always distractions in my mind that I need to see it play out before I want to get involved in, and, and start to make bets on a team like Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bills right now are minus 190 to win the AFC East. Both the Patriots and the Dolphins are at 4-1. to one. Do you agree that the Do- Patriots and Dolphins should both be 4-1 to one, or should maybe Miami be a little bit higher or maybe should New England be higher? Which of these two teams that are seen as the primary challengers to the Bills is better? I think there's a, a bigger ceiling for Miami as far as just the talent and the playmaking availability, not only on offense, but I think, you know, I think you get to consider the the defensive side for this football team too. So the defense is still intact here. And this is a defense that the, you know, usually a coaching staff comes in and it's clean house and I'm going to bring all my guys, but they're in this case here for the Dolphins, there's a number of coaches that are holdovers from the previous regime. And Josh Boyer is one of them now with his defense there Mm -hmm. for the last couple of years as the coordinator, they were third on third down efficiency, getting off the field. That's always one. I don't do a whole lot of statistics when I break down teams in the NFL because it's such a short sample size, and a lot of it is de- dependent upon your opponent, their situations coming in, scheduling, etc. But third down is always key for me. Did you get? Did could you get your behind off the field and get a stop on third down? They were third <laughs> in the league at doing that, and that's a big stat for me. Guys that can that can make the adjustments, make the plays to get themselves the football back to their offense. They were. They were fourth in takeaways and fifth in sacks. So this is a team that will bring pressure. They've got a good secondary, and they will make Miami competitive because of the defense, and that will put less pressure on Tua to have to feel like he's got to go make plays with all the new tools that they have to score, but you don't have to score each and every possession because this defense will will keep you competitive and keep you in game. So I think there's a higher ceiling for the Miami Dolphins, but there's a lower floor too because these things could come crashing down with a new coach that we're not familiar with. He's got a lot of things to manage off the field for this team and it just takes time for a new guy coming in in any environment whether it's football or any kind of sport or even management for that for that for that matter coming in and being a leader of any organization just takes you time to get to know everybody and not saying that and I'm not saying that that won't happen with Mike McDaniels but that's going to take some time and it doesn't happen out and play out during preseason during the summer. Well, yeah, with that being established there, and we have their betting profile up as well. I mean, 4-1 to to win the AFC East there. They're at bigger prices to win the conference, bigger prices to win the Super Bowl are the Miami Dolphins. Is this a team, based on what we know, high ceiling, low floor, to where you maybe avoid betting them in the win total market? Because what's the point of paying those coin flip type of prices of minus 110, minus 115 to go over eight and a half wins when if Tua is good, the ceiling could be AFC contender. And if Tua is not good, the ceiling could be picking in the top five of the draft. Like to me, it almost feels like if you like this Dolphins team, because right now the win total is at eight and a half juiced minus 130 to the over plus 110 to the under. I would almost rather take four to one to win the division or maybe 16 to one to win the conference. If I'm one of those people who's buying into Tua, because if he's good, I think this team can really take off in the AFC. 
I, I think for win totals, it would be an adjusted win total as the season's progressing yeah. because you got to yeah. look at the first the first part of the season. It's, it, it's tough. I mean, yeah, you're going to have New England at home and have the advantage of, of being in the shaded side of the field and the, the Patriots will be in that sunshine. You know it's going to be hot, muggy, humid down there. But then you're going to have games at Baltimore, host Buffalo again, at Cincinnati, and at New York, at the Jets. So four, three of your first five are on the road and you're two challenging home, and two challenging home games against the Patriots and the Bills within the division, that that's a tough way to start your season. So you might see them start off, do they start off one and three? Maybe they win that game against New England. They are not going to go up to Baltimore unless Baltimore has all the injuries that they suffered prior to the yeah. season from last year and throughout the season. They are not going to go win that game in Baltimore, and I don't see them beating Buffalo or Cincinnati either. Now you're going to start off, maybe they start off one and three, how does now that's the challenge for Mike McDaniel? Let's say you start off and get off to that slow start in the month of September. You are one and three rolling into a divisional game at New York. Things are swirling around. Maybe two is not playing great right now. They're still trying to find and feel themselves offensively with all the new the new system, new tools coming in. It t- takes some time. Maybe that's where you can find because the middle of this the schedule is not nearly as challenging as the front end. Mm-hmm. However, you look at the back end of the schedule, Femi. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. They, they get their bye. Week. And after their bye week, family, they get the scrimmage against the Houston Texans. <laughs> and then after the after the JV versus the varsity there, you're going to have games at San Francisco, at the Chargers, at the Bills, come home for a oh sandwich game God. against Green Bay on Christmas Day, and then you go to New England on January 1st. That is a killer wow. schedule. I think the more we dig into this, I can't see. Uh, this is not a team that I would be betting over that season win total. Way too many question marks. The front and the back end of that schedule is absolutely loaded. If anything, if I'm playing that schedule, it would be waiting to maybe get involved with the alternate schedule as the games progress. But mm-hmm. more so, if we're looking with season win totals before it starts, I can't get there with what eight. I can't get there with nine wins. I'd be probably looking at lean towards the under in that. Yeah, Circa right now has an alternate win total under on the Dolphins, and to go under eight wins is plus 190. The more we talk this out, the more I'm going to have to further examine that maybe on my betting card at some point before the season kicks off here because that schedule is absolutely brutal. The middle is a little bit soft there, but it's a brutal start, and it's a brutal finish to where if Tua isn't as good as the Dolphins are hoping – This thing can really get off the rails there. And the Dolphins are a team that they're positioned right now to have multiple first-round picks next year. This could be a situation to where maybe they bottom out and then they go for a Bryce Young or a C.J. Stroud in this upcoming draft here. But to me, yeah, that schedule, I would rather with this team, I think that's the big takeaway, is to bet on more of the plus money extreme prices versus the conventional win total right now sitting at minus 130 or plus 110 there. This is either going to be a boom or a bust season for the Miami Dolphins, in my opinion. And when you look at that schedule, like you, probably leaning more toward the bust. Well, And not only with that, you get off to the small – you get off to a slow start. Tyreek Hill's not getting his touches. He's not yeah. getting the passes. He's not he's, putting up the numbers. He's going to go on now his podcast. Kind of dis- <laughs> Absolutely he is. And what kind of distraction might that serve, right? How galvanizing is that going to be? Even though he's got his money, he still wants his touches. And uh, th- looking at how this schedule plays out, I mean, I think that's that he is going to be the focal point of any defensive coordinator, what their game plan is going to look like for the Miami Dolphins. You stay in your lanes. You stay true to your rush. You don't let to a boot and get outside that pocket, give him clear lines of sight to throw the football, and you're as much speed as Tyreek Hill has, if just because you, you can roll coverage to his side, and to if you don't have time to throw the football, I think they're going to have to run the ball. I think Tyreek Hill could mm-hmm. be potentially a distraction as the season progresses because this is, especially at the start, not getting touches, not off to a good start. Yeah, how does that play out in the locker room? Yeah, some sportsbooks also have being able to bet teams for fourth-place finishes. I'd have to shop around here, but maybe the Dolphins to finish fourth in that AFC East is another way to look at this thing as well here because that schedule is very daunting and, like you mentioned and outlined, has a chance to go off the rail. A team that's trying to get back on the rails. We call them Gang Green. The New York Jets. Is this their year to maybe sneak into the playoffs? We discuss that next here on Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. 
If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 welcome back this is betting across america presented by bet mgm femia bebefe here at the vston studios at the south point hotel and casino james salinas out in colorado we're talking all things afc east here in the third hour we got our blue chip segment coming up in about 15 minutes but let's focus in on the new york jets j-e-t-s jets 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 the jets had a really good offseason for most people Really well spent in free agency. They went out and got some guys to shore up the offensive line. They had a really good draft by most folks. They're three first-round draft picks. They draft Garrett Wilson. They also get Ahmad Sauce Gardner and then Jermaine Johnson in the back half of the first round here. But it all kind of points to the quarterback, as it so often does with a lot of these teams. Zach Wilson going into year number two. Uh, some some distractions around Zach Wilson last week. We won't get into all of those transgressions. But what do you make of Zach Wilson in year two and how that could impact what the Jets do here this season? This is not Joe Burrow. Uh, Zach Wilson is not going to be that savior of a franchise the way that Joe Burrow has been for the Cincinnati Bengals. Zach Wilson, I think, is entitled, and and he is not going to be a leader for that franchise, and it's a difficult position to go into there in New York. I mean, it's, it's just the dysfunction with that franchise from top mm-hmm. to bottom. I'm just talking about coaching and Adam Gase and all that weird stuff that was going on oh my with gosh, his, yeah. his brief tenure there, right? And and Sam Darnold is being thrust into that position and not ready to handle that. This it's, What a mess. What an absolute mess this franchise has been for quite a while. But I think here with this with New York, I mean, you can look at all the tools and, yeah, you win the draft and all those things. But these are young players. These are young players. I'm not ready to bet on young players and potential. I want to prove it to me here. I want to see it out here. We were just finished up with the Open. You talk, mentioned all the young guns there in, in the golf world now and how these guys are stepping up and performing. But you need to see it happen first, right? Well, mm-hmm. we're seeing that in the world of golf. This is a completely different animal. We're talking about the National Football League and I'm not one to bet on youth. I like to bet on youth when it comes with confidence and leadership. And Joe Burrow was the first one that came to mind for me because that guy brings a plenty of swag and bravado, but he backs it up. He leads. He's competitive. He's tough. 
bluff. He'll take shots. I don't see that out of Zach Wilson. So I don't see him being this playmaker out there, even though they have plenty of young talent to throw the football to. And the Jets have made a lot of changes on this offensive line. We'll see if Mekhi Becton can play right tackle. I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's going to flame out. But regardless of the right tackle position for the Jets, because it's going to be Fant's job to lose at left tackle, I think he's secured himself from last year. It's a pretty good offensive line. That's yeah. the best unit of all the units on this team is that offensive line. That will be helpful for Wilson to stay upright. But now the expectation and the pressure is, hey, we we won the draft. We've got all this talent out there to, to be able to make plays. It's up to you, young fellow, to go get it done. I don't think he does. Yeah, it's interesting because I think that one of the reasons why I'm not really high on the Jets from a season-long standpoint, but I'm interested in possibly uh, looking to bet on them from a week-to-week standpoint because of what you mentioned there. The offensive line is a strength on the team. The defensive line also a strength on this team there. Carl Lawson missed all of last year with the Achilles injury, so he will be now on. It's almost like an extra free agent acquisition after they signed it to the big deal a year ago, leaving Cincinnati to go to the New York Jets. But you have Sheldon Rankins and Quinnen Williams in at defensive tackle. I thought Quinnen Williams started to make that leap to the guy that we all thought he would be pre-draft a couple years ago. John Franklin Myers there. You have Jermaine Johnson adding some depth there. Solomon Thomas goes from the 49ers to the Jets. Robert Sala worked with him when he was in San Francisco. So I think this is a defensive line that is strong, an offensive line that is strong to where when you have that and can win in the trenches, that can keep you in some games. So maybe the Jets versus being a team who right now sitting at 20 to 1 to win their division or 18 to 1 to win the division, 66 to 1 to win the conference, 125 to 1 to win the Super Bowl if you want to go that far there versus even getting into those markets, maybe it's a team that you just bet on from a week to week standpoint pending the development of Zach Wilson. Well, and you can find those flat spots in the schedule. I just, yeah. I reference back to Cincinnati losing at New York last year. T- Tennessee lost at New York as well. Mm-hmm. That's the team that teams are looking past. There's always flat. Teams aren't going to say that. Players aren't going to admit it. But hell, yes, they do. They yeah. look forward. They, when it's a 17-game season, man. This is. I know it's only 17 games as far as the number is concerned. It doesn't seem like a grind, but you know the physical how how physical the the NFL is and the, just the taxing that that is put on your body for recovery and uh, you know you got to go out there and find all those masseuses to help you out there and really support yeah. young small businesses out there to get you ready for the week to oh, week no. the grind of the NFL <laughs> but yeah, you will see that because we're going to yeah. talk right now and we're going to talk about this schedule, Femi. And I think this schedule here, I think we're going to see a lot of, uh, we're going to see by by the time they get to the midpoint of this schedule for the Jets, hmm. the, the conversations in my mind going to turn to moral victories for this team because yeah. this schedule is going to be a challenge. You're going to open up with the Baltimore Ravens. I don't know if there's a team that is hungrier to start this season than mm-hmm. the Baltimore Ravens considering the, the level of attrition, all the injuries that they suffered and how competitive they were in the midst of all those injuries last year. This team has got to be chomping ready to get after it and play. They didn't care who it was. That's not going to be a look-ahead game for Baltimore playing the Jets that first week. Yeah, the Jets are going to go to Cleveland. We'll figure out what that quarterback situation here is coming up soon. I think there's going to be a ruling on Deshaun Watson soon enough as far as his suspension is concerned. We'll see if he's out there for the Browns or not. But then you're going to come back home and play Cincinnati. Well, Cincinnati overlooked this team last year. That will not be the case. I think, if anything, mm-hmm. that's a game that Cincinnati has circled on this schedule saying, look, we are not going to overlook the Jets team this time. We got embarrassed. We embarrassed ourselves. A backup quarterback. Was it Mike White lighting him up last yep. year in that game? That is not going to be. And then you're going to, I'll rush through the schedule here at Pittsburgh, home to Miami. Then you're going to have games at Green Bay, at Denver, New England, and Buffalo at home to close the first half of the season before you're by. I think that's where, yeah, the, the victories are not going to be there. It's all going to be about moral victories and growth and we're coming together and we're getting better mm. or it could be well maybe uh, Zach Wilson is not the guy that we thought he was even though we've definitely improved our skill position set and the offensive line that is a really man that is a daunting schedule for the Jets to try to manage through the first half of the season it almost sets up to be a situation similar to the Detroit Lions last year in Dan Campbell's first year to where it was all about the moral victories. And that team, despite only winning three games, covered the spread 11 out of 17 times. So maybe this is a team that you just plug your nose and you go to war with them on Sunday, but then from a season-long standpoint, don't really expect much from them. Because after free agency, I wanted to kind of buy into this Jets team, but then when I sat back and looked at the schedule, I said, where are the wins? I, 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 to bet 
bet on these markets, you need to win games to win the division or to go over your win total or to maybe make the playoffs at big prices. I believe right now seven to one to make the playoffs. You got to win nine, ten games in a very difficult AFC. So while the Jets, in my opinion, are improved, so is the conference. So how much of a difference does it actually make there? But with that being said, they could be catching 10 and a half points at home to where they maybe they cover the spread similar to what the Detroit Lions did a year ago. Yeah, and that's where you look for scheduling spots. And I think as the season progresses, that the Jets will revert back to being that team that that teams will overlook, especially in the second half of the season. So if you're wanting to get involved with the season win total, if you're looking to try to bet it over, you don't bet it over to start the season. Wait till these because they'll have adjusted season win totals as the as the season moves along. And I think you're going to see uh, maybe the the Jets start off three and six, and now that win total has definitely been reduced because the second half of the season you were looking at the schedule, Femi, saying where are those wins? Well, you look at the second half of the season for the Jets and the home games that they're going to have. They're going to have home games against the Bears, which are which is going to be a bad football mm-hmm. team. They'll have home games also against Detroit and Jacksonville. Although I think we'll see better. Perform- performances out of those two teams this year than last yeah. year. Uh, Jacksonville especially, they got nowhere else to go but up. They actually have a, a, an adult that's coaching that football team now. Mm-hmm. So, But there are opportunities to get some wins there, and then they will finish out the season at Seattle and Miami. So potentially a win there at Seattle because I think Seattle is going to be looking to tank for the 2023 draft class at the quarterback spot this coming season. So maybe that's where you get involved with the Jets and their season win total as the season progresses. The key will be can this team keep it together? That's going to be Coach Sala's biggest challenge is can he mm-hmm. keep this team's mindset together after the first half of the season or do we start to see uh, some some divisiveness play out on the field and in the locker room and also at the quarterback spot? That's going to be the challenge for Coach for year two for Coach Sala in New York. Yeah, the win total right now for the Jets sitting at 5.5, minus 155 to the over, plus 130 to the under. Real quick on Zach Wilson, we got about 40 seconds left. What do you think is the most likely outcome by year's end for Zach Wilson, that he's played his way out of town or that maybe he's progressed to being a possible average quarterback? Because we know that he's likely not going to be that Joe Burrow elite tier, but maybe he can be Jimmy Garoppolo or somewhere around that range. Yeah, that's a good question, Femi. I, I I would tend to think that, you know, we talk about betting against human achievement, and there's just a lot of things. There's a lot of intangibles with Zach Wilson that I'm just not on board with when it comes mm-hmm. to leadership and, and the toughness that we'll see, and I think that gets that, – that gets, Brought out, brought to light this year with the higher expectations for the Jets. I think that Wilson is not the answer for this team come 2023. Yeah, if he's not the answer, they're going to need to replace him heading into 2023 because Salah and Joe Douglas are going to really be on the hot seat if things don't go well here this season. On the other side, we start talking blue chips off-ball linebackers next here on BAA. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. The betting splits page will show you where the money and bets are moving for every game, and now it is updated every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way vsin is here to make you a smarter, better year-round, so check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebefe hanging out here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. James Salinas out in Colorado. James, over on the GM Shuffle podcast, which I host with our Michael Lombardi, our resident GM here at the network, we're doing the series, the Red Chips, Blue Chips series. Last week, talked cornerbacks. The week before, we were talking about the safeties. Let's get to the off-ball linebackers, because I think as betters, the linebacker position is an interesting one, because it's one that we typically don't associate with being valuable, but I think these guys on this list definitely are in the impact that they make on the field and what they mean to this point spread. So here are the blue chips, according to Michael Lombardi, for off-ball linebackers in the NFL. You have Micah Parsons of the Dallas Cowboys, Fred Warner of the San Francisco 49ers, Levante David of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Demario Davis of the New Orleans Saints, and Devondre Campbell of the Green Bay Packers. Your initial thoughts on this list, and we'll dive in deep here afterwards. Well, they're they're kind of different linebackers. If we want to just look at Micah Parsons and the way that Dal- Dallas utilized him and Dan Quinn, and just 
I mean, sideline to sideline, goal line to goal line type of linebacker, right? Just a, and somebody that they're, they're going to put in a position to get after the quarterback. And so definitely pass rushing ability here. You look at that list and not all those guys, most of them aren't guys. And that's why they're off the ball. These aren't guys that are, that, that are rushing the, rushing the passer it is outside of, outside of what we saw from Parsons last year in a sensational season. Now he's not going to sneak up on anybody. I don't know if he's really sneaking up on anybody last year. He was definitely sneaking up on quarterbacks and laying a hammer last year. I think about Heineke there in Dallas and, or for the Washington and the beating that he was taking from De- from Parsons last year. But I think for for me, when I look at linebackers, a lot of times that's the guy with the green dot. That's the Mm -hmm. guy that calls the signals. That's the leader of your team. And he's the guy that's going to get in there and and do all the dirty work as far as making the tackles. Because I think tackling now is it's become a lost art in in the NFL because of all the rules and the the shortened target. You know, you can't hit below here and you can't hit above here and you can't hit this way or that way. And and it makes it difficult to 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 find guys that now you have to have just proper technique. You can't use your helmet. You know, he's got to be head up, eyes to the sky, shoulders wrap up and bring guys down. And, and not to say that Micah Parsons isn't that guy. He's a sensational playmaker and the speed that he has. Again, sideline to sideline, goal line to goal line type of player. But looking at this list here and, you know, the Levante David, getting a little bit older. He's going into his 11th season now and plays behind a tremendous defensive line. I think Hicks going from Chicago to Tampa is a huge upgrade there from Indomitian Sioux. That's a great mm-hmm. find for Tampa to bring yeah. there. Uh, and David gets to clean up a lot of action from behind that. And and somebody like Fred Warner. I think Fred Warner, I really like Fred Warner. I'm not trying to list which one I like better because I, I mean, Parson, the, the upside and the young player that he is, there's so much potential there that's still to, be, to, to come the ceiling so high. But Fred Warner is a guy has a great tackler. He's the leader of that defense. I know Bosa makes all the splash plays, but clearly Warner is the leader of that defense. And he's the he's the tackler, but also he and he calls the plays. But also he really sets the tone for that team. He he's mm-hmm. such an alpha on that defense that just plays with such an edge. And the way that he hits, you know, the his opponents feel him and his teammates feed off of him there in San Francisco. Yeah, no, I think that's a, a, an excellent point there about Fred Warner. He's so good in coverage as well, which is where today's game is going for these linebackers. you got to be able to also cover as well as lay the wood uh, when you're coming downhill on a, on a running back or on, on a receiver or what have you will. But it's interesting because you mentioned the green dot guys. Mike Parsons is not a green dot guy in Dallas because they yep. move him around so many places. Sometimes he's an off-ball linebacker. Sometimes he's an on-ball linebacker rushing the passer there. I believe it was J. Ron Curse was the green dot guy, so it was actually their safety who was the green dot guy in Dallas. But those types of guys are folks who are wondering at home, like what the hell is a green dot guy? That's the, you see the green dot on the back of the helmet on offense. Every quarterback has that because they're getting the play call in from whoever the play caller is, whether it be the head coach or the offensive coordinator on defense. It's usually a linebacker that Mike linebacker, who's making the calls, setting the defense up. And that is so useful and valuable as a defender to where when those guys are out of games, James, what kind of impact does that make for you on your handicap? Do you tweak your numbers a little bit if a green dot guy, let's say it's a Fred Warner for the 49ers, he's never missed a game in his career, but if he were to miss a game, what kind of impact would that make on the point spread? Absolutely. I, I, it won't make an impact on the point spread, but it definitely makes an impact on my handicap for that team. And it may influence what I what I do if I want to play a total. And how does this impact the the total in this game if somebody like Fred Warner is not there? And you mentioned his ability in in pass coverage, and, and he is, and it's because of his instincts. He has he, he's some guys are just instinctual players. It wasn't just all the training, and some guys is you can see there's certain instincts that guys just learn from playing pickup at the park, right, and and playing street ball sometimes that you have a, 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 a the ability and the tendency to be able to read other tendencies, and a lot of that comes through film work and preparation and time spent you know games are won and lost they're not always won and lost on Sundays but I mean, we know a lot of it mm-hmm. is through the preparation during the week and somebody like Fred Warner he is somebody that is going to school himself on his opponent's tendencies and I think that feeds into his ability to to not only cover you know to, to cover and pass protection but but the instincts play out and he can he's he's somebody that we talk about the leadership qualities he can he 
teachable moments for his teammates and make up for some of his teammates' deficiencies. He's had to do that a lot with the secondary that's been in San Francisco. That has been by far the weakest unit on that defensive front, on that defensive team for San Francisco since Warner has been there. But to, how does that impact my it, – it, it's all matchups, right? So for me, mm. it's going to be the matchup. Fred Warner would definitely be somebody that's key. You look at the rest of this list. Obviously, Parsons is going to be key going forward if he's not out there for Dallas. That definitely affects the handicap. Probably not the point spread, but the handicap again. But uh, you look at somebody like Demario Davis, and he's a tremendous linebacker too, but – how much does he benefit from that defensive front? I think for all these teams by far with these players that are listed up here, the best defensive front and probably one of the best defensive fronts in football is in New Orleans. So yeah. not to say that DeMarro Davis only benefits because the defensive front can apply pressure with those four and he gets to clean up a lot of things in space. But, you know, if DeMario Davis is not out there, maybe that doesn't influence my handicap as much for a New Orleans Saints game because that defensive front for the Saints is so dominant as opposed to somebody like Fred Warner if he's not on the field for the San Francisco 49ers. I think that's an excellent point because almost similar to running backs on offense to where you need an offensive line to be good at running back. At linebacker, you need a defensive line to at least take up some sort of blocks. I mean, Ray Lewis and that 2000 Ravens defense, their best was when Sam Adams and then the late Tony Saragusa were the two defensive tackles just eating up so many blocks, he could just run and hit guys all over the field there. So those linebackers really need to be protected. And I think you see that a lot in Tampa Bay with Vita Vea and now Akeem Hicks joining that defensive front there. Levante David, Devin White, those guys are usually running free because you have your hands full with a guy as athletic and as big as a Vita Vea. Was there anyone that's not on this list that you would have put onto this list for blue chip off-ball linebackers? Oh, gosh. You know, thinking, trying to, without having to go through the entirety of the NFL, I just, I think for... Yeah, you know, that's a good question, Femi. I think what's interesting now is you see where... what. Maybe going forward, and I know he's long in the tooth there, and he's going to a new system, and it's going to be a new team. But for the Rams, really, you got to pick up Balby Wagner. Talk mm-hmm. about a tackling machine. That guy is – forget about leadership. Leadership is already there, no question. Yeah. But the intangible that he brings to that team, because of his leader, he's not going to be fleet of foot anymore. We know he's got a lot of, a lot of miles on those legs. But the instincts that make up for it and his ability to tackle. I mean, he let, did he lead the league in tackling last he year? He was up he there. Had 100 and, he, he had 170 tackles last year, and he is typically right around the year before, 138, 159, 138. Like, this guy is a tackling machine, and it's because so much of it is his, his read and react and his instincts. Yeah, he's not going to be the linebacker in coverage the way that Fred Warner is, but he's not coming over to do that for the, for the L.A. Rams. And you look at the Rams and their pass rush, I mean, what a great fit. So not that he's in the same caliber as these other players on here just just because he's on the tail end and the back end of his career and he's chasing a ring there with the LA Rams but man that is a hell of a pickup for the Rams from not only from a playmaking ability we know he can still make plays and tackle in space but the leadership that he's going to bring and the instincts that he's going to feed off especially protecting that back half and that that secondary of the defense awesome pickup for the Rams to be able to score somebody like Bobby Wagner. Yeah, and just for the record, it was Foye Oluwakan who led the league in tackles. He was on the red chips list there, so he's now going to be with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Last year, played for the Atlanta Falcons. 192 total tackles. However, it was Bobby Wagner's teammate who led the league in solo tackles. That was Jordan Brooks there out of Seattle with 109. But Wagner, that's a guy that I covered for a couple years in Seattle incredibly smart guy on and off the field to where he's going to make an impact with this LA Rams team. And he was not on the red chips list as well. And I asked Michael when we're doing the podcast on it, make sure to catch that wherever you get your podcast and ask him, what does Bobby Wagner have left in the tank? Because like you mentioned a little bit long in the tooth, not as fast as he once was as during the heyday of that Legion of boom defense in 2013, 2014, but six time, first team, all pro second team, all pro last year. He is still a really, really good player. And for the Rams, linebacker was a little bit of a weakness for them last year with Troy Reader playing at that position. It's definitely an upgrade. Even though Wagner's not what he was in 2014, he's definitely an upgrade over Reader on that defense as the defending champions try to continue to play on that side of the ball. On the other side, we wrap things up going to the Diamond MLB World Series odds as it's the last day of the first 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer on the Major League Golf Tournament in the United Kingdom. Simply place a $10 Moneyline wager on any golfer to win. And if any golfer makes a birdie during the tournament, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VEASAN200 when you make your first bet. Enjoy golf like never before and find out why nothing beats a win at BetMGM. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VEASAN200 to win $200 in free bets if any golfer makes a birdie during the tournament in the United Kingdom. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Welcome back. This is the final segment of Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe hanging out here at the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. James Salinas out in Colorado. Speaking of the golf tournament that took place in the United Kingdom, this is a really, really crazy stat uh, that our Ben Fox tweeted out. It was from Justin Ray Golf, who we talked about earlier in the show here, James. Rory McIlroy is the only player in golf history to hold a 54-shot lead at a major, hit every green in regulation on Sunday, and lose the tournament. That's how crazy Cam Smith's performance was on the back nine and in this 18 holes as well in the final round, shooting a 64. So just another nugget there to show you what kind of crazy comeback this was from Cam Smith to win his first major. It tells you you got to go take it. You got to win. You can't lose. You're not going to win by default. These young players are too good out there. And yeah, you got to play consistently for four days. We know that. But on the last day, regardless of how what where you're at in the on at the top of the leaderboard and how many strokes you're ahead, you still have to play to win. You can't just wait for these other guys to melt down. The 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 somebody like and obviously we, you talked about it before. Femi about for for Smith and how this course was the perfect you know it was really laid up for the strength of his game of not as as far as being able to keep it within the fairies because the fairways were so wide out there hard mm-hmm. to miss probably somebody like some sorry golfer like me could actually probably continue <laughs> to hit fairways like that even though it might be the wrong fairway I'm still finding a fairway out <laughs> yeah. there but you have to go you still have to go win it right you can't mm-hmm. you can't wait for other people to to hopefully that they melt down and they and they give it to you hand it to you and not that not that Rory was doing that but again I think it's just more of a testament for for Cam Smith and the the 
just the confidence that he carried over from a poor round on Saturday where it could have been what if, what if, what if. That was not the case. It was this is what it is, and I'm going to make up for that round or that score from mm-hmm. yesterday, and I am not rattled by that. And I just I love to see guys perform and be able to bring out the best of them when the worst is thought that is coming because of how they played, and in this case here with golf and the poor round that Smith had yesterday with his bad score of 73, to step out there and go take it down and go win it. No one's going to give you anything in this life. If you want something, yep. you got to go take it, and that's exactly what Cam Smith did. Yeah, that's a great lesson there for not just betting, for anything in life there. Yeah. Like you mentioned, no one's going to give it to you. So we're actually, we're, we're, we're dropping knowledge, not only betting knowledge, but life knowledge as well here on BAA on a Salinas Sunday. But we're approaching the halfway point of the Major League Baseball season here, James. And right now, the favorite to win the World Series, the New York Yankees at plus 375, LA Dodgers at 4-1. to one. I wanted to kind of just take a little bit of inventory on where we're at with this MLB futures market as we're approaching the all-star break starting tomorrow out in LA Houston's at five to one, the Mets seven to one Braves, the defending world series champions at plus eight fifty. The blue Jays are 15 to one at bet MGM. Then we got a host of others further down the board, but do you add any futures bets in season with baseball? Because it's a long season, 162 games here, a lot of opportunities to maybe buy low on some of these teams, right? Anything that stands out to you. So, so far as we're approaching halfway. I mean, you could, you can scrap the blue Jays. I wouldn't want the blue Jays at 150 to one. That team is, <laughs> there's a lot of issues with that team. And yeah. outside of Manoa, is there another pitcher in the rotation? I'm not going to trust gas can Gossman to, to, to be that second guy for that team. And just a lot of pressure with teams like that, that, you know, that it's the one piece you can buy. You can buy a lot of talent, but you can't buy chemistry and mm-hmm. it doesn't change your approach at the plate. And you got a lot of guys trying to play hero ball on that team, but you know, it's all about pitching and pitching. Good pitching is going to beat good hitting most days of the week, especially when you get into series. And that's what you're looking at here is the you get to the playoffs and what better tandem is out there than Scherzer and DeGrom. Granted, we don't know what DeGrom's status is going to be. I know he's had a yeah. couple of rehab starts and they're starting to work through stretching his arm out. It's such... It, you have those two guys and whether it's a five or a seven game series and you're potentially going to see them four times and chalk that up is that is so difficult you're gonna have to win two, two games two to one you're gonna have to win and manufacture runs and and have a be able to win low scoring contests like that and so i mean that's where for me that's a big question mark i want to get on board with the mets i know they need to get a left-handed bat you know that team is going to be a buyer for sure at the trade deadline they need a left-handed bat within the middle of that lineup is it going to be uh, go get juan soto why not i'm sure the washington would love yeah. to trade him in the in in the division and come see him <laughs> have beat you down 19 times a year. You know, I mean, Soto's an awesome player. I cannot see them trading him in in the division of the Mets, although obviously that's he's going to be the prize at the trade deadline yeah. if, in fact, he is going to be on the move since he declined that massive contract offer the other day or yesterday, in mm-hmm. fact, from the Nationals. But it's to, it's pitching to me. And you look at these other teams, I know the Yankees are having this massive season and Judge is having an MVP quality season, right? We can just leave it there. But another two home runs last night and the Yankees have the best record in baseball and great season that they're having, but you're not going to go out and be able to club teams in the playoffs and win 15 to one, 14 to one, like they did yesterday. You're going to have to manufacture runs. You're going to have to pitch. I don't like the pitching staff there. I know Garrett Cole's a, a, a top flight starter, but beyond that, is there anything you like with the, that starting line, though, that starting staff there in a, in a, in a seven game series. And then look at the bullpen and how that place is just imploded. I don't think there's any trust in the bullpen. Araldis Chapman has the yips right now. He can't find the zone and there's no movement on his, no life and no movement on his fastball. And the Dodgers banged up in their pitching situation, their starting staff too. I know Kershaw's their ace right now, but they are beat up at the starting pitching spot as well. And so that's just, it's, even though those teams are at the front runners, I still look down the number and it's, it's to me, it's the, as far as the number is concerned with the Mets at $7, if you can get them and you're, bang, you're betting and banking on DeGrom being able to come back to form, hopefully that's the case. That's probably the wealth that I'd go because I'd love those two pitchers. No, that makes a lot of sense there with the New York Mets since they have that two-headed monster uh, between Scherzer and DeGrom there to bowl, to kind of lead their, their pitching staff. So in the NL, you like the New York Mets. Is there a team in the American League? Because you said the Yankees, you're not really buying into that pitching staff and buying into them in October. So let's take a shot at the Yankees. Who can we or go with here in the American League to potentially be a long shot to win the World Series? 
Uh, well, I, I don't know if it's really a long shot. I mean, just looking at these numbers here, it's the Astros and okay, the Astros. Yeah. We know what their approach. We know what their approach at the plate is going to be. This is the team that's difficult to strike out, and they're more depth in that line. We're seeing Tucker. Tucker's kind of going through his ups and downs right now. But that's a team when Alvarez comes back. I mean, what a slugger he can be. That's that's. And even though they've lost a number of key hitters from that lineup over the last couple of seasons, that's still a team that is difficult to strike out. They will play situational baseball when it calls for it. Move runners over, hit behind runners and work counts and I think that's the biggest piece here they'll work counts and they will force starting pitchers to have to give in they're not just they, even though they they'll build pitching counts up on starting pitchers and they're going to force you to have to challenge them or they'll take the walk and and that's what they'll do mm-hmm. they'll have that discipline approach at the plate and those are the kind of approaches that you have to have play out when you're playing games that are uh, in a sense two to one Right, you're going to play these one-run games, low-scoring contests, and then you look at the starting pitching. And yeah, I know it's beyond Verlander; it's a young staff there. But Verlander, I mean, I, if there's one guy that I'm rooting for, that I, I root for guys to come back from injuries. There's a soft yeah. spot for me for guys that get banged up, and somebody like Verlander, the competitor that he is, and the leader that he is for that team, coming back from TJ surgery back in 2020, you didn't know really how he was going to. You know, from the mental standpoint, he was going to give his best effort out there but physically especially as 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 many miles as he's got on that arm what was he going to look like and how was he going to respond and man I mean he is at the top of the leaderboard in the American League as far as Cy Young is concerned I don't see anything slowing down I think they'll be mindful Houston will be because they have such a big lead they're going to win the AL West going away in September that they'll start to manage his pick count and start to dial things back and and maybe sit him start to skip him on a few starts to save him ready for the the grind of the postseason baseball but right now as far as as a complete team is concerned in the American League. I like the Astros. Yeah, the Astros are really good here in this American League. Five to one to win the World Series. Uh, maybe the White Sox. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know the White Sox are no. a team that you're not in no. on yet. They're forty to one to win the World Series. Four games back in the American League Central. They got to focus on winning the division before we can talk World Series. Yeah. We got forty seconds left. There's three games: Pirates, Rockies, Brewers, Giants, Diamondbacks, Padres set to get underway. Do you have any plays in any of those in about twenty seconds? I was actually looking at the Rockies. I know it's Austin Gomer pile on the mound for the Rockies, but the Pirates, look at this schedule. This team's ready to get to the all-star break. That's the challenge on the last day mm-hmm. of, the, uh, of the first half. But the Pirates, 12 straight games on the road, finishing up at Coors Field. They've only scored two runs in the first two games of this. They've played 31 games in 30 days, have the Pirates. Wow. I like the Rockies today to close out and sweep the series. There you go. You get a last-second play there from James Salinas. That does it for the show this afternoon. Thank you to our guests. Dan Fates of WHAM in Rochester. Coming up next, betting across America, three more hours over at Circa. Jeff Parles, Wes Reynolds here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer on the major golf tournament in the United Kingdom. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any golfer to win. If any golfer makes a birdie during the tournament, you'll win $200 in free bets, regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code V. Just use bonus code V. Just use bonus code V. Just use bonus. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The wait is almost over. 
Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.